Uga chaka, uga, uga, uga chaka, uga, uga, uga chaka, uga, uga, Ah! Hooked on a feeling! Here's the deal, I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie frickin' God! You can't handle the truth! I'm living like I'm a hobby pig! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Two but almost will you? I can't wait to ship my pants. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon around the nation, across the world. This is Captain Unicorn with another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. I'm joined tonight with my brother Bradley Weather, Artist Jay, and Johnny Weather. So for this episode, I'm going to let Johnny Weather take it over. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode. We're happy to be here tonight. So uh, as usual, I like to just tell everybody we're four semi-protein consuming males and we are sitting on the psychiatrist's long chair writing common sense, holistic prescriptions for a healthier America. And that's all. What's that one I like? It's uh, uh, bing bong. Yeah, I like bing bong. Anyway, so let's turn it over to my brother, Brad. Brad, get us going. What do we got tonight? I know it's going to be a fired up show. Sounds like you guys are already going. Um, Did you guys see the news? Um, A a, uh, Pope County Sheriff was uh, slain. There's a lot of uh, violence going on in our country. Yeah, uh, yeah, let me play a little bit of the uh, excerpt for you guys. Um, man, I just can't believe how many, how many shootings and how many um, killings we have had recently. But, just uh, like every other let's day. listen uh, to it here. All right, here we go. Just one day after two officers were laid to rest in Wisconsin, a Minnesota community is grieving the loss of their own deputy. Pope County Deputy Joshua Owen was killed in the line of duty. Investigators say the suspect opened fire in an apartment Saturday night after he was told he was under arrest for domestic assault. Four people were shot during the exchange of gunfire. Deputy Owen and the suspect did not survive. Another Pope County deputy and a police officer from Starbuck are both recovering tonight. When speaking about the law today, authorities talked about who Deputy Owen was as a person and the legacy he leaves behind. Deputy Owen had a heart as big as his stature. He leaves behind a wife and a son. He loved his family, his brotherhood, and his community. The names of the other deputy officer and suspect have not been released. The BCA is handling the investigation of the shooting. Investigators say a gun was found near the suspect after the shooting and all officers involved were wearing active body cameras. They say there have now been seven Minnesota officers shot in the line of duty in 2020. Seven officers shot and all they're trying to do is keep the peace. This guy was informed that he was going to be going to jail for domestic violence and obviously he took that same violence and uh, turned it on officers. Now that officer will never see his son again. And his son has to go without a father for the rest of his life. Senseless. What town was that in? Uh, Chisholm, Small I believe. Small town, USA. Although I did find it alarming. I did find it alarming that uh, Starbucks needs deputies to be at their, uh, at their coffee shops. How big of a town is Chisholm, do we know? That is a great question. As I asked that, I'm going to look it up right now. So 
you should look up how big Starbucks Minnesota is too. Wouldn't they have a Starbucks? Wouldn't it be ironic if they if they had a caribou instead of a Starbucks? Oh, I guarantee they've got 10 <laughs> Well, I would say this is really... Well, Caribou is part of 4,700 people in Chisholm. Wow. And what was the other town? Starbucks? Starbucks, yep. Well, you know, this is interesting. You're talking about this with this fella. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about the officer, and I know, uh, you know, my heart goes out to their families. Uh, it's, it's awful what's happening, but, you know... It, my subject tonight was going to be discussing this event, not this event, but events like this about people dealing with life events and the tragedies that we have from them. So I think we should dig in. But but Artist Jay, how many people in Chisholm or I'm sorry, in Starbucks? 1,300. There's 1,300 in Starbucks. 13. So we have a caribou. Population of 6,000 people, which is most people listen to this show live in a town that is you know six seven eight twenty times that so true, true. did you guys know that um, experiences with gun related incidents are common among u.s adults one in five 21 percent say they have personally been threatened with a gun and a similar well, share of 19 percent say a family member was killed by a gun including a death by suicide and nearly as many as 17% have personally witnessed someone being shot. So there's four of us here. Have you ever experienced, Bradley, gun violence? No. Well, I see you just ask us all at once. Yeah. Or anybody. Yeah. I, I know I have, so. I have not. Negative. Only 4% of America has shot a gun in self-defense or been injured in a shooting. Same percentage. In total, about half of all U.S. adults say they uh, they or a family member have ever had one of these experiences. Well, and what's really scary is I was uh, I had mine at a uh, at a bank. So that story in Kentucky it was a Kentucky, I believe, the old National yes. Bank. That story yep. really hit home. I, I it messed me up for quite a while after that. When and we uh, both have been bankers, so we know we've led banks. We know that. One-third of black adults have a family member who was killed by a gun, twice the share of white adults who say the same at 17%. It's exactly double. In addition, one-third of black adults and Hispanic adults say they worry every day or almost every day about themselves or someone they love being a victim of gun violence compared to what percent of white adults? I'd say 1%. Well, uh, I would say the percentage on white Americans would be 55%. Artist Jay? No idea. 10%. Well, Only 10% of white adults worry about themselves or about a family member being shot or experiencing uh, gun violence. So we hear a lot that we should be getting rid of guns. We hear a lot about the assaults uh, on the AR-15 and how they should not be in the hands of ordinary citizens. We, we always hear about violence every week. Chicago has violence every weekend, probably every day. Oh, I know it's every day. That's right, because Captain Unicorn said that one <laughs> every 15 hours someone dies in Chicago. Every 15 hours. 
whether it's by gun, gun or not, I don't know, gun? but by violence, uh, Captain, was it yeah. by gun violence? By guns, yeah, it was tracking gun violence. It was 154 people have already been shot and killed dies. this year, and every three hours, someone is shot. Yeah, every three hours, someone is shot. It's a it's an amazing statistic, but I will say this. You know, I read a very interesting article out there that basically was explaining, in a nutshell, when we look at all the situations, there's there's people on one side that would argue you have, you know, gun violence because there's too many guns and they're too easily available. And then you would have the other side arguing, well, you know, you got people with mental illnesses who have issues. And there's all different kinds of reasons for it. Um, uh when, when I, when I kind of connect all the dots of everything I've read, all the different statistics and everything that goes into it, I've come up with the conclusion, and, and I'm up for debate on this, but I've come up with the conclusion that because society has unprepared kids, kids don't live a tough life anymore. They don't live the life that we used to live when our parents used to be able to whip our rear ends and a teacher used to be able to whip your rear end. And the reality is, is it seems to be that most of these scenarios, I think it was something over 90% of them were scenarios in which people had a life event. They lost a job. They lost a family member. This sheriff, if you're this, this deputy uh, serving this out on a sheriff who was being arrested for domestic violence, a life event, you know, different types of life events happen. And I think it's real tragedy, but I, I believe that is the hammer on the nail and that we need to stop giving out trophies just for playing the game, so to speak. And we need to tough love with our kids and teach them how to prepare for life events in life. Cause we're all going to get them. Well, you also, we can also throw in that our society as a whole um, is pretty much being desensitized by this stuff that's going on. Because when I hear, whenever I hear another man, another shooting happens, I'm like, Oh, here we go again. Another shooting. How many more can we have today? I mean, you know, it, it, I shouldn't be reacting like that, but this is a common occurrence, and it's happening, and it's like, yep, that's what it is. Walk away. And you know, when it comes down to it, no one seems to want to do anything about it. They'll gaslight everyone up and down, the right and the left. They'll say, oh, do this. You know what? Do something. Do something about the effing problem. You have the power. You're in office. Do something. Stop. and do something. Well, you can rant all you want, but what's the solution? I just told you what I believe that you look at the bank shooter that just happened. What was the bank shooter? He was getting fired. He got fired. He went back in life event. That's my point. Most of these situations are life events. They're not people on medications. They're not situations like that. We have often domestic violence situations where officers are getting called out for a domestic violence. That's the most dangerous call a cop can be on. So, what do, you, what do you propose to the Congress and the Senate? What do you propose that they do? Anybody, what do you got? Can I, can I, can I just throw something out here? And this is going to be, I'm going to have all three of you jump it on me for this one. So I had prepared all weekend for this debate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought of it this afternoon. Um, so, but I've, I've, I've had it. You know, and the, the thing is, is I know personally two of the four of us, and I'm one of them, I'm a gun owner. And I'm fucked. I'm tired of it. I'm sorry. I almost swore there. I'm really, really just sick and tired of these kids, cops, people, 
human beings getting killed. Now, we can have the argument about the Second Amendment, and we can say all that stuff, and when it, it's, a, it's a valid argument. However, we've been having that argument for so long, and it just, nothing's getting better. We aren't getting less killings, we're getting more. The week, this weekend, it kind of hit me, and I went, holy shit. You know, we've, we, we saw what happened with the Roe v. Wade decision. We saw now, currently, what's happening with marijuana. What we need is we need some state to start putting a law into place against either... Now, I don't care. I, I have an assault rifle. I don't need it. I bought it when, it when I was younger, and I thought it was cool. Now, with everything that's going on, I, I don't know even why I have it. I, I don't like it. Um... But at the same time, I'd rather I have it than somebody else on the street. So I'd be interested. What I think needs to happen is there has to be some legislation introduced to either ban certain, certain, not ban, restrict certain guns. And it has to be a state decision. And then the state will get sued by somebody else and it'll end up going to the Supreme Court. And that's what it's going to take is some state is going to have to step up and make a decision just like they did with marijuana, just like they did with, uh, what was the other example I just gave? Rover's way. That's the one. <laughs> the other big freaking Your story. Giant. Come on. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I truly believe that's what it's going to take because we're going to, otherwise we have two sides standing on each side of the room going, no, this is the right way. And the other one saying, no, this is the right way. Someone has the guts. I got to object. I have to object and I have to do it. No, I do. Because what you're saying about marijuana and Roe versus Wade, and this is just a bit of an educational tip coming here, but Brad knows right where I'm going because I'm a constitutionalist. Roe versus Wade and marijuana are a state's rights issues. They are not written into the Constitution of the United States, which is why... There is no amendment for it, which is why the Supreme Court defers back to states' individual rights on that subject. When you come to the Second Amendment, a state has no authority to do it. And we've already discussed this. You need 38 states to come together to agree to amend the Second Amendment before anything can be done to change that. I just, I have to throw that out there. I just, I, I, I get where you're going with it, but the path that way is not a proper path. It will get rejected every time. The Supreme Court has no has no boundary there except up to hold the constitutional amendment as it's written. You guys, they do have a law that has marijuana federally illegal. Mar- yeah, but it's not it's not a constitutional amendment. It is not part of our Bill of Rights. It is not marijuana was never an issue of that. It became states' right issues. The federal government legis the federal government outlawed it because well the real reason they outlawed it was because it was messing with other crops, but. Neither here nor there. They can pass the laws all they want. But when it came down to it, the Supreme Court ruled, no, the federal government has no legislation over that because it is not a constitutional amendment, which is why it's going back to states' rights. Well, and and think about this, guys. When when a politician says that they're going to raise taxes on the rich, it usually hits the middle class, right? Same thing with these these gun laws. Uh, If you can see... If you read the article, it says facts matter when addressing such an emotionally charged topic and more gun control legislation has shown that law abiding Americans who own guns are not the problem, which goes back to what I was saying previously, is that if you are an ardent Second Amendment supporter, 
you understand guns, you respect them, you're not the ones going out and doing these mass murders. It's the people which Don has a very good point. I don't know if it's the majority or not, but it's people with life-changing events. Guy loses his job, and statistics show that most of the time that it is a male. An interesting statistic that I saw is that a lot of these mass murderers, which, as you guys pointed out, uh, a mass murder is when anyone that uh, four or more people are killed other than the gunman. Um, mass murders have been increasing substantially, and where they happen the most are at a percentage of 97.8%. They occur in gun-free zones, which is legislation stop in its gun control. Now that's so the, a serious problem because that, that literally goes against the, the last discussion. But you're saying almost 98% or over 97% of all of these violent crimes are happening in gun-free zones, meaning the legislation has passed a law making no guns allowed in those areas. Is that correct? Correct. According to the Crime Prevention Research Center, 97.8% of public shootings occur in gun-free zones. Okay, so now I'd like to revert back to my original question, which was Captain and Artist Jay, when you both said we got to do something about it, I again, I'm asking how do we do it? Because there's your proof. All these places with a gun-free zone, over 97% of the violence is happening there. That's a big problem. Well, you know, where we can start start enforcing the laws they put on the books. We don't enforce our laws. Um, you go through everything. Now, let's talk about the gun violence. Let's talk about the inner city gun violence that's going on. You know, banning guns. It's okay. Great. Chicago has guns that are all banned in Chicago, right? But yet there's still X amount of murders that happen with gun violence every single day. Why is that? Because criminals get the guns. Why? They don't prosecute the criminals. They don't prosecute. There's no penalty. They don't prosecute anybody. You shoot someone in the inner city, you go free. I mean, that's that's what they do. So just enforce what we have. We have the laws on the books. Take the time, enforce them. If a bad guy with a gun shoots somebody, put their ass in prison. Plain and simple. You follow the law. You write the laws, endorse the laws, make the laws, whatever. Just enforce the laws you have. You don't need more laws. If you just enforce what we got, these problems will go down. But they don't enforce the laws unless it benefits them. Then they'll enforce them. Well, I thought the uh, I thought Jeff Snyder, a um, reporter or column, columnist at the Washington Times, put it the best. It's a, I always think of myself a smart person, but uh, man, this is very astute of him. But to ban guns because criminals use them is to tell the innocent and law-abiding that their rights and liberties depend not on their own conduct, but on the conduct of the guilty and the lawless and that the law will permit them to have only such rights and liberties as the lawless will allow. So my right to bear an arm is dependent upon how lawless our criminals are. Correct. Based on the way things currently are. Correct. Correct. Uh, You're that one. We have to be smarter than this. We have to take the data we've comprised here, and we have to put the pieces together and say to ourselves, Look, we know the violence happens in gun-free zones, so that automatically tells us laws on the books banning guns is not the proper answer. Now, on the flip side, what else do we know? We know that almost every one of these events are people that are dealing with major life issues. 
to them major life issues. To each person, stress is different. So we know that. So when we know these things, how do we address that? That's the real question. We've got psychiatrists, we've got people to talk to, but these people for some reason obviously didn't have some sort of outlet. I mean, this guy walked right into the bank, shot all the former employees. I mean, shot all the employees of the bank. Um, you know, this police officer was being arrested for domestic violence. His life wasn't ending. It might be rough for a little bit, but it wasn't going to end. And yet it not only ended his, it ended another officer's. This is awful. And this happens all the time. So we've got to figure out a real solution, not, not laws on the books like that. This has got to come from the people. We have to get with our family and talk with people when shit happens. We got to toughen them up. Toughen them up and, desen and not desensitize them. Well, I'm open for ideas, but that's my idea. Well, truly, if I really did have an idea about this stuff, then I would be a politician. But I don't have an idea. Even they don't have any ideas. I don't know they what, to, what to do about the situation. I, maybe yeah, this. I mean, Leave me alone. There we go. An even crazier idea is amend the amendment to today's terms. You what know, is I that going to be? Not a well, I have a Venezuela rifle, but I'm not part of a well-armed militia, an organized militia. You know, I mean, it's... Well, but the back when they fathers, wrote that, people had muskets, not assault rifles. It doesn't matter. The founding fathers what? wrote the amendment generically because they were protecting a right, not not a gun. And I'm just telling you, if this is then we're going to continue to have this conversation for a million years. Well, ask yourself we a shouldn't. question: What if what if our what if our state decided to make dictatorship control and banned all of our guns outright and tried to go door to door to collect them all? I mean, do you think at that point the sheriff has the right to deputize and make a well-formed militia to protect itself from its for its sovereignty? Or I do you think, think they bow down to the emperor of the state and give up their livelihood? Which way? I guess I don't know. Well, that's, well, that's, you know, that's the question that were faced to people in southern Illinois. And their sheriff stood up and said, no, we're not going to abide by this rule. We're not going to give up our guns. And they were willing to deputize the people. So that was almost literally the start of a civil war within our own country again. I mean, obviously in our own country, but that was literally the potential start of another civil war. So the Second Amendment, again, I've given you good rational. You're talking about amending the amendment for what purpose? Nothing of the amendment would would change anything that's going on currently because as we've pointed out almost 98 percent of them are happening within gun-free zones where there's already rules stating you can't have a gun so how does constitutionally changing it or changing the amendment to the constitution how does that help well you know we can look at the constitution as an ac arms and the first thing people think about are guns. Well, arms can be knives, swords, blades, weapons, anything. You know, guns are just a tool, right? Okay, a gun is a tool. You know, if you want to kill someone, shoot, kill someone, you, you find a way to kill them. I mean, Timothy McVeigh, we all know Timothy McVeigh, Oklahoma City bombing mastermind. He killed 19 people with a truck and fertilizer. Like, you could, like, a rental truck you could buy from U-Haul or something and then buy fertilizer from Home Depot. He killed 19 people with that. Jim Jones, the psychopath in Idaho, he killed 78 people with Kool-Aid. I mean... These were people dealing with life issues, but go ahead, life events. Either way, a 
just banning guns ain't going to solve the problem because someone else who wants to kill someone will just grab another another weapon, a knife or a blade, and, and run people over with a car or that. So banning is not a solution. That's not a solution. Many of the men, it's not a solution. That I agree on. There's, that's not the answer. I think we discussed uh, before Bradley had pointed out that hammers, I believe, are the number one killer of people in America in a violent crime. I think that was hammers. I've pulled up a list of mass shootings in the 21st century. It's a it's a daunting list. But, I mean, if you look at most of them, um, the Dadeville shooting on April 15th, the gunman opened fire at a birthday party, killing four, injuring 32. The bank shooting that uh, artist Jay... Um, was traumatized by the uh, shot six, injured eight. Um, both of those seem to be um, some kind of retribution where they knew the person, right? Uh, Orlin, Orlando, Florida, a shooting occurred at a park where several families were enjoying an Easter egg hunt. The victims were all bystanders. That's a senseless crime that that we don't know what the reasoning for it is, if there really is a reason. You know, the the shooting at the Christian school where the girl obviously, who thought she was male, uh, she was obviously um, treated poorly at that school and she went back for retribution. So that's a, that's a life event. Sumter, South Carolina, a father dropping off his kids, shot their mother's boyfriend, three kids, and then himself. That was obviously a life event. So I think you're on to something. I mean, we could continue to go with this. I mean, look at this list. That was just 2023. Here's 2022. Remember, a mass murder is four people or more. Here's 2021, 2020, 2019. I mean, just look at all of those mass shootings. It would be interesting to go through and find out, because I think Johnny's on to something here. I think it's it's a matter of someone like the, the guy that shot the police officer um, he's going through a life tragedy or, you know, some life changing event in that he's going to jail for domestic violence. And then he does the ultimate violence and kills somebody. We're going after guns. We have statistics that show that guns aren't the problem. It's the people with the mental problems. How did we get to this point where the people with the mental problems resort to a gun to solve their issue? Because they solve it by this way. Here's a pill. Go away. Literally, you go to a psychiatrist, what do they do? Give you pills. You take your pill and you go, don't talk about it. Here's your pill and walk away. We're citing based on pills. Cryptic. I understand. Are you mesmerized well, what's, what's by all the mass murders? in this debate is this. Is you've just pulled up these statistics I'm looking at and scrolling through. And you're right. They're shocking. But the, they're within their rights to, to do that. So... How do we address that? Well, I mean, you have a right to a gun. You don't have a right to kill somebody. How do we stop them? That's not from... in the Constitution. What? That what you just said. They have a right to bear an arm? But not kill somebody. But they don't have a right to kill somebody. That's not written in there. Well, I mean, it's against the law to murder. But Correct, but it's not in the Constitution. And Jay, I should say, is absolutely correct. You can kill somebody. It's just against the law of each state because it was a state right to choose and to choose what the penalty would be. So I guess in this argument, then we could have a state bring up charges where if you use a gun to murder someone, I don't know. Your life is taken? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'll ask you a question here. I'm curious. Yeah, exactly. Make my mind think here. You're still thinking. 
what Jason, what artist James said, I was, I'm thinking about that. You know, he does have a kind of point there, and Brad mentioned that a little bit, little bit there, where you know, this is this is this goes with enforcing the laws on a book. Okay, you tap a gun and you commit a gun crime, a violent crime with a gun, and you're caught with it. What happens to you? You should be automatically shot when you're guilty. Shot, you're done. Goodbye. Make an example of them. Make an example. I was just saying that. I mean, you don't, I don't think you automatically shoot them, but but I think the, the the point is is where do we get our laws from? We got our laws from the English uh, laws, and we decided that as a society, what society says is wrong, and is you go against that law, there's a price that you pay for it. Murder is wrong, you pay a price for it. And it's politicians who write these laws. So, yeah, it's politicians. And I think common sense says... You know, and the other part of this is I I see what you're saying. And I'm in live. Obviously, I'm being a little ridiculous just for this argument. However, if there were no guns, you couldn't kill anybody with a gun. Right. And if it's no different to me than if a drunk driver has committed a crime and he gets behind the vehicle after he's drank and chose to drive and ends up killing somebody, everything that that person did was technically within their right it's just as soon as they got into a car, they made a decision for someone else. And now you're infringing on my rights, which is where I go back to the constitutional argument where if you kill me, you have infringed on my constitutional right of happiness. Therefore, screw you. Ultimately. You constitutional right so you can take your Second Amendment and cram it up your ass if I'm dead. Well, okay, so now once again, I have to rebut you. As always, I, I got to do it. I love your argument, but... Here comes the rebut. Are you going to ban hammers? Are you going to ban screwdrivers? Are you going to ban well, knives? If a drunk driver gets drunk, you put an interlock system in their car to make it really difficult for them to drive. Uh, but they still do. Yeah, some do. So where I'm kind of going with this is, as you can, I hope you're getting from this, is you can try to make all the laws you want in the world, but criminals are still going to be criminals. So disarming the population from their ability to protect themselves and providing a deterrent toward criminals. And by the way, you are speaking to a person that believes in public execution. I think if we had a coliseum again, I believe that if criminals were there doing that, I believe people would actually turn people in for heinous crimes. Um, I think we'd be in a whole different world. And I also believe in public execution because I think it's a deterrent. You know, people didn't go around killing people like in the Wild West shows all the time. That's not the way reality was. All I'm getting at here is, is you can keep putting on all the laws you want, but clearly this conversation has shown us that laws aren't going to change the difference when someone who can't handle society is thrown a curveball. That's what the issue is. They can't. Well, you know, back, you know, back in the day, you know, when they had public executions, you know, when you did it. They would put people up in the gallows, and it was a spectacle. Everyone in the hotel came out to watch the person swing from the rope quickly. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Now, hang on now. I don't, I'm not interested in the gruesome stuff. I mean, to a certain degree, I, I'm a firm believer in, I, I praise the French. I love the French for the guillotine. Um, the guillotine is a swift execution. It is fast. It is painless. And it is over immediately. And there is no second chance. So I'm a firm believer in it. You know, uh, you know what? what? There are and plenty then, of people out there that believe in public execution. And then you do a Showtime special where you pay 99 bucks to see somebody with guillotined and their head chopped up. 
Leave it in, man. Come on, let's all go. Let's be honest. If you took some of the most heinous killers out there, if you took some of the most heinous killers, rapists, child molesters, and you were to have a coliseum, are you telling me you wouldn't be interested to a certain degree? Let's be honest now. I know Bradley, my brother Brad, he's way too civilized. He's like the guy in the Grey Poupon commercial pulling up next to you. The only difference is, is I'm the guy driving the other car. <laughs> I only want to see it if it was like somehow Lucas had a say in, in, in the execution. So You're saying a lightsaber killing? Is that what you're saying? That's quicker than a guillotine. That would be cool too. I'll be too. honest. That would be really cool. No, I. You know what? We've already done this, guys. We've already done this. We've already done the Wild West, where we kill somebody when we see them without a trial. So not. nobody said we didn't have a trial. We still go through due process. That's every every citizen is given their right to a trial by a jury of their peers. I don't disagree with that. But when you're guilty, I got you on video. I got 30 witnesses, whatever. It's plain as day, spending decades in and out of a courtroom, wasting taxpayers' monies on public pretenders. It's a joke. What a waste of money. Keeping them in a cell, what a waste of money. Time to move on. You know what? Instead of taxing the American citizen, they could be making a revenue stream off of the advertising revenue from the Coliseum. Okay? Let's get down and dirty tonight with Johnny. That is the problem. I knew that's where you were going with it. That is the problem. Because, I mean, we already have suicide by cop. So if they know that they can go to the Coliseum and spend their last days doing something like that and then being taken out, it's just going to be continuing. I mean, what we need to, you know, you gave us that article for a reason. In the article, it says that mental illness plays a part in these shootings. That's why I pulled up the list of mass shootings. If you go down the list, from what I saw, three quarters of the ones that I read were all from life events and from someone, like you said, that couldn't handle that life event and they took matters into their own hands. And as artist Jay has said, he's probably heard me say it millions of times, your rights end when you infringe upon my rights, which means you can buy a gun, you can go shoot a tree, you can go shoot a, a table, you can do whatever you want. The minute that you want to kill me, that's when your right to own that gun ends. Well, to Johnny's point, we was talking about the Coliseum Never Stream. That's where you got to make it a lottery, right? So you have like 16 different methods of execution and you draw a little, draw a little paper and it tells you which way you're going to die. That's See, when you can't make your oh, argument Lord. without laughing in the middle of it, you shouldn't even oh, give Lord. it. Can you hear me? We're, uh, well, please make yes. it educational. No, no, no. I was just because I can't find my mute thing, so. <laughs> I just wow. wanted to make sure you could still hear me if I wanted to say anything. Well, please say something so we can turn the mute on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay. All right. no, this, this... You don't like the idea that you like the Coliseum. And, no, you don't get your oh, choice. No, I... no we're going to put, listen, listen. If the two don't, in, the, in the Coliseum don't want to fight to the death, that's fine. We will release the lions next. That's perfectly fine. I'm okay with the tigers, the lions, and the bears. It'll be like the Wizard of Oz, and they ain't going to be in Kansas anymore. I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, 
seriously, guys, I thought we were trying to come up with a prescription for society and for America and figure out how we solve this problem. I tried. Someone oh, on Jason's side believes. I, I mean, said nowhere in hell can you amend an amendment. I mean, that's just, you can't amend something that's already been amended. That's just unamendable. It's called an amendment. You can't do that. We've already been down this road. You certainly can. It's called an amendment. It was already amended once. It can be amended again. Did you did you listen to the show where we talked about the how to amend I the did. Constitution? So then I you realized did. that how long has it been, Brad, since we what were I'm able saying to get is one, I'm not uh, saying we have to convention you're not together. listening to me at all. I'm saying <laughs> I hear your argument and I agree with you. That gut that great done is the, is the fabric of our country. That that document is important. It is the most important thing that we have. But let's However, change it. Ba well, based on what today and things are, again, just throw the line in there. You can have a weapon, but you can't kill anybody. Well, why don't we just you try, do? There's consequences for unicorns. Yeah, but okay, there you go. No, let's not go. ask so Captain Unicorn Captain, anything. No, that's Captain Unicorn's opinion was, and I'm going to reiterate it. His opinion was, we have laws on the books. Enforce them. If a person... Ask yourself a question. Why is it in New York City that they have had people who have killed people literally with a gun and then they're out walking the streets again? Like, how does that happen? Why is it that in many states that you get 18 to 25 years for taking a person's life? I, I, to me, are they coming back in 18 to 25 years? No. This is where the guillotine comes back in or the Coliseum. Does the punishment fit, fit the crime? What And what, what if it was wrong? What if they're... What if they wrongfully convicted? Then what? And you've already killed them. What do you do then? Well, I think in today's world, in where we, well, yeah, but you're talking about cold cases from 1973 that didn't have DNA evidence and video cameras and everything else that we have they nowadays. They literally released a guy like less than a month ago that was in prison for 22 years for a crime he didn't commit. There you go. And you know why they did? Because they did the DNA evidence and they realized this wasn't the right guy and they let him go. 22 years later. Dude, they had. They, you want to blame the criminal and justice if, system? If we had your system in place, and it was a violent crime. His head would have been gone eighteen years ago. So, well, no, that was eighteen years ago. I'm saying today, and I did reiterate that when you have a clear cut case, that these people should be put there. They're violent offenders. They should be done. So maybe we're talking repeat offenders. Violent offenders. But do they have to repeat? I mean, is that what we're saying, or are we saying that if they do an armed robbery, they... Well, uh, just like there's different schedules for drugs, I think we could do different schedules for guns. If you use a musket, that's probably a Schedule 5. <laughs> musket. If you use an assault rifle, that's probably a Schedule 1. Crime. <laughs> well, didn't, didn't you we weren't on, You're on mute, buddy. Yeah, didn't we already determine, though, that the majority of the killings are done with a handgun? I think we've already run those statistics, too, in a prior show that the majority of the killings are with a handgun. So I would argue most mass shootings are done with an assault rifle. Blah, 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 blah. What's that? I would argue that all mass shootings are done with an assault rifle. I would disagree with that 100%. Because remember, the definition of a mass shooting is four or more. And this is where Chicago and St. Louis and New York and Philadelphia and Los Angeles and a few of our other favorite places come into play. New York, Minneapolis. 
I, I said I was guessing. I, I don't know that for a fact. So. Oh, I'm guessing too, but I'm just going to lean my way just on the basic statistical odds of, I think I've got the favorable odds. The interesting odds thing is we're going to get off this uh, podcast and I'm going to find the real statistics and cram it down your throat tonight, oh. Johnny Weather. All Violence. Right, Look out for the guillotine. Watch out what for the guillotine. What's that, Captain? Well, I think it's been a lively discussion tonight. <laughs> Well, well, I think, it, I, I think we I, I thought we were trying to come up with an answer. We somehow went to a guillotine. Uh, Captain Unicorn decided he wanted to trample everybody with your unicorn hooves. I mean, I think the <laughs> I think the answer here is coming up with something that um, I don't think getting rid of the guns is the answer. But people that are mentally ill having access to those guns doesn't seem right either. The conflict is your constitutional right to bear an arm. Now, in this case, of uh, you were talking about in Kentucky, Artist J, the mother called in. We played that on the last show uh, with Captain Unicorn and I, and the mother said that their family didn't believe in guns, didn't didn't buy guns. She didn't know how he got it, but she knew that he was in trouble mentally and was having trouble. And in my opinion, that's where she steps in and says, we need to co have a conversation. We need to get you help because you're going, it seems like you might do something that you don't want to do. And it'll, and, and, and even in the phone call, she said, please don't make him pay for a stupid decision or please don't kill my son. He wouldn't hurt anybody. Obviously she was wrong. He killed six people, but somewhere where, where we, where America is fight. Let's, let's just cut this down to everything where America is fighting is most Americans believe you have a right to a gun or to, to have a gun. Even Whoopi Goldberg believes you have a right to a gun. She believe, but she doesn't believe you should have 75 of them. That's where she draws the line. And I think a lot of us believe that when someone is in a mental situation, the gun should be taken, the access to guns should be taken away for them. However, the rub is, is that you have a right to have an arm and you haven't done anything. You're innocent until proven guilty. So somewhere in between there is where we need to find the answer because that's where America argues is somewhere in between there. Well, you know, I don't know, does, does Kentucky have any like red flag laws or anything on the books? anybody you know no because that's a triggering thing if you say red flag then god no we get that's second amendment you can't do that red flag laws but if there would have been one do you guys think that this guy would have been stopped well i think his mom would have been able to stop him well i, I want to throw Maybe. this out i i think mom would have been able to stop too you're right that i think is where artist jay and i agree a hundred percent is his family should have stepped in on this but I just want to throw this interesting statistic out at you folks. 80 to 88% of all mass shootings are from domestic violence and criminal activity. Why are we hearing about all these other events that aren't related with the actual majority of the number? Is that an interesting thing? Well, because I think we're hearing about these is because they can fit the agenda to drive the agenda what they want to drive home. Is well, that I maybe why Artist Jay's upset? Well, I think Artist Jay brought up a, a, a point of that the right gets triggered, the conservatives get triggered when we talk about the red flag law 
Um, but I, I, th- I think the, the reason that we get triggered is there are people out there that absolutely hate guns, hate anyone that wants to own a gun. And if someone comes back from serving abroad and they have guns at their home, they may put their name on a list and say that they're violent and that the sheriff should go in and take their guns away when they have no right to do that. There's no, no due process there with the, the, the red flag gun, Ross. That's my problem with it because there are people, wackos out there. I've seen videos where women will scream in your ear if you ask them if you have a right to an opinion about an issue. They will scream at you and yell until you walk away because they don't want to hear anything that you have to say. And I think sometimes on both sides of the aisle, we go to the extreme to make an issue. As Johnny just pointed out, 80 to 88% of the crimes involve domestic or crime or a illegal crime. And so are we talking about 10% to 20% of what's going on? Or are we talking about if, if what you guys have said, enforce the damn laws and help out couples that are having trouble, would that solve this issue without involving guns at all? I think it would. I mean, we have laws on the books for a reason. Enforce them. I think what? just enforce what we have. How many times have you heard systemic racism? Captain Unicorn, do you believe that there is systemic racism in America? No, there is not. Johnny Weather, do you believe that there is systemic racism in America? No. Artist J, do you believe that there is systemic racism in America? As the only minority in the group, absolutely. Okay. My and life so, is different from yours. I mean, it's just, we didn't live the same growing up. My my question to you is, which party has led our state the most? Which party usually controls the legal system? It's the Democratic Party, right? Yes. Most yep. lawyers vote Democrat. Most judges are Democrat. Our, our legislature has been Democrat most of my life. Are you talking our governors? in Minnesota? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Our governors, like, I... our governors have been Democrat most of my life. So for me, if there is systemic racism, we have to look to the left and ask, how did it get here? Where did this stuff come from? Because last time I saw Lady Justice, she, she's blind. She has a blindfold on. It, they don't say that justice is for only the white people. Justice is for everyone. Justice is blind. So if there is systemic racism, it's got to be the people that are applying these laws, which goes back to what Captain Unicorn and Johnny Weather said, is enforce the laws. Don't let someone out in New York who committed murder or allegedly committed murder, don't let them out the next day. You can get out uh, the same day in Chicago if you stab someone. You can. There are specific laws that if you break, you can get out the same day and not even pay a bond to get out to assure that you come back and go to court. So I think part of the answer here is enforce the laws. And if there if there is systemic racism, because I love artist Jay like a brother. So if he's experiencing systemic racism, 
then I want that to end. And whether it's a, a party, left or right, or whether it's an ideology, it's got to end. I'm no better than artist Jay, and Jay's no better than me. I, I would just have saying. to say, I would just say, and you go out there to the to the cities and you say, okay, that's where the my, most minorities live is within the inner cities. And yet they're in the inner cities. They've been under Democrat rule for 50, 60, 70 years in some places. And yet life hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. And I think there's even a, uh, there was a guy out there. I can't think of his name. Anyways, he was a, he did a thing about um, slavery and, uh, and he was explaining to everybody how it actually worked. It's just, I don't agree with it. I think the Democrat policies are what have caused this. But you know, I will say this, on the flip side, I drive through a lot of rural America and there are plenty of uh, white folk who have not the greatest looking places either. So people to each their own, the way they want to live. I would say that, but policies from our lawmakers are what makes these citizens and their cities the way they are. Well, and I think if we bring this full circle, being ambivalent and trying to create rights for everyone, which they should already have those rights, but when we champion one right over another person's, i.e. we champion the right for a drag queen to go in and read to children, instead of just abiding by what Johnny said, teach the classes, he was referring to a previous show where we said to get a college degree. Now, now everybody wants free education, free, free college. To get a college degree, less than 5% of the 1,070 colleges in this country require you to have a college-level math class. But yet we want free education so that we can continue to do what we do K through 12 and just skate by, get done with school and get out. We're going to pay for people to do the same thing in college. Well, you could say that if they finish and graduate, then give them some relief on their bill. Well, and, and you, you know, we've already, we, all back we've already said that the, the kids in Maryland, none of the kids in a school district in Maryland can read, write, or do arithmetic. There are several school districts in Chicago that 50% of the kids cannot do math, read, write. Uh, well, I thought we were talking about gun violence, but we'll, we'll go Sorry. back to that later. So, <laughs> I'm just Johnny saying that it mean. all comes together. We were talking about systemic racism and how the gun violence you know, is perpetrated by the systemic racism and, and how we're letting people out of the crimes that they commit and how it just keeps perpetuating itself and spinning into a big ball of twine. That's located in Darwin. Darwin, Minnesota. There's bigger. We got a mass addiction society. Our, our, this, this, we're all going nuts. I, I'll I tell swear. you what, if we figured it out though, wouldn't that be great unicorn? If our idea is the one that, that, well, yeah, it's society to solve this massive mess that we got ourselves into. Well, the mess yes, but you know what? As much as we try to solve, I don't think they really want to solve it because it, when it comes down to it, okay, they are having us focusing on all this stuff, the powers to be, which is okay. They're not doing. We're talking about this, but what are they doing behind the scenes? They're distracting us. 
they don't want to solve the problem because they like using this as a way to keeping us divided, to keeping everybody talking about this while they're too busy up there trying to screw us over, which is what they're doing. I can't disagree with that. Either. All right. Last thoughts, Johnny. Well, I was going to say, um, kind of, I was going off of artist Jay over there and I, I kind of miscued and captain unicorn threw me off. I'm very tired. Um, got to go back to work again tomorrow. So, Anyway, Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I know. It was fun. It was Those fun. are great last thoughts. <laughs> Artist Jay, yeah. last thoughts? Let the Wookiee win. Let the Wookiee win. win. Captain Unicorn, in your land of unicornness, what's your last thoughts? I already said my last thoughts. Those were amazing yeah. words. Words no, to wait, live I'm by. I'm going to finish. Hang on now. I'm going to say my last thoughts. Because we have to give the prescription, right? And what did we figure out? What did we figure out? We figured out very simply. Yeah, a long ways to go is what we figured out. <laughs> no, we didn't. We figured long it ways out. to go. Yeah, please. We figured out that, uh, but uh, we figured out that that domestic violence, life events, criminalization are are the systemic reasons for all these things, which tells you that society's people, these young people coming up, because we know the majority is between eighteen and twenty five. We know that based on these statistics that we have people that are not prepared for life events. That's what we're dealing with here. And we're not people, we don't have people that are ready for it. So they need family. This is a societal issue and people need to step up and help each other. That's the only way out of this, my friends. All right. Are you well, going to help Jane read books to elementary schools? Oh boy, now we're back to this. We already did this show. Well, I think you know what? I will be the I will be the parent that Johnny Weather was talking about. Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. You're just taking up space. That's another episode of the Long Chair Podcast, or as Captain Unicorn calls it. The Lounge Chair Podcast. Have a good night. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public, where you can subscribe, share, and give a five-star rating. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. <laughs>